What's up, everybody? This is Brandon with Sleephawk Worldwide. Uh, before the show starts today, we want to let you know it's sponsored by a new line of CBD-infused products called Peaceful Lane. Peaceful Lane is farm-to-counter. What that means is they process the hemp on the farm right here in North Carolina, and they process it just up the road, also in North Carolina. The farm's in Summerfield. They process it in Roxboro. Uh, the stuff is great. There's topical products. There's a roll-on. There's bath salts. There's moisturizers. All these are aimed at helping restore your body after like a hard workout. And they release some pain and soreness. A lot of times I use it when I get done with a lot of long runs. Uh, and day after day, I find myself less and less sore. So these products really work. They also have some products for your you know, mental health to restore inner calm and to help you rest and, and sleep better. They have CBD-infused dark chocolates and fruit nips and high-potency tincture and, you know, a lot of the products we're going to discuss later on the show. But if you go to their website, PeacefulLane.co, that's PeacefulLane.co, and use the code TYLER20, you'll get 20% off your purchase. Again, that's PeacefulLane.co. Use the code TYLER20 for 20% off your next purchase. Thanks for listening and stay safe. And now, the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brandon Staten and Tyler Hansbrough. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. This is Sleep Dog alongside the Big Hawk. What's up, everybody? It's the Big Hawk. In the building. Let's go. A uh, lot of good a lot of good stuff going on. Uh, so uh, I'm excited. Um a lot of action, a lot of sports. It's a good time. A lot of sports. Also Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day to everybody. Uh, definitely appreciate uh, all those folks that have uh, served the country, all that sort of stuff. Uh, it is a beautiful day here in Raleigh uh, to go out there and enjoy it. And it is also beautiful, seems to be, that things are getting back to normal. So a lot of people can go out and enjoy it. Um so do that if you haven't already. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to get to. We got the Canes. We got the NBA. We got Bachelorette starting up soon. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is just a whew, what a list we got here in front of us that we may or may not stick to. Um, I think the first place that we got to go to is what everybody's talking about, though. And I'm really interested to get your feedback on this one is, you know, all the stuff going down with the fans throwing stuff at the NBA players and get kicked out of the games and all that sort of stuff. Um, recently i guess is last night uh you know who were the other two players so you had the guy through the popcorn on russell westbrook you had um the guy spit on trey young and then last night somebody threw a water bottle at kyrie irving and they found him and they arrested him on the spot and like dude they threw the book at this guy it was insane yeah um first of all i do want to say happy memorial day um my aunt, who was in the Air Force, and my grandpa, who was in the Army, and my cousin, who is in the Air Force currently. Um, happy Memorial Day to you guys, and thank you. But uh, to the NBA, a lot of fans doing a lot of crazy things. Um, where do I go with this? <laughs> um, you know, guys, hey, listen. Uh, you know, fans have been getting uh, away with some things, and now we have all these cameras um, you can say whatever you want. In my opinion, you have the right to say a lot of different things to a degree, um, especially nowadays. You better choose your words wisely. Um, but when you throw things and you spit on – spitting should never be allowed. Yeah. And today I read that Trey Young decided not to press charges and to move on. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, he's over it. But you should never spit. Not only – you should never spit on a human. Yeah. And the fact that you bought, you know, it's probably somebody who has some good money because they were pretty close in the garden or they have a connection and they felt like they had some entitlement. Um, hey, I'm a fan. You're in my place. I'll spit on you. that. That to me was the most disrespectful yeah. out of them all. If, if I were to ever get spit on in any situation in my life, I don't care if it's Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield, or Conor McGregor. We're squaring up. Yeah. And I don't care how bad you kick my ass. I don't care. I'm going down swinging. You don't ever spit on me. That's disrespectful to any human. You don't act like that as a person. And I'm all about fans being into things. I had no problem with Madison Square Garden saying, fuck Trey Young. Mm -hmm. I actually kind of thought it was funny. And I think it's good for the sport. I think this is what the playoffs are about. Yeah. But 
You do not get physical. You do not throw things. And we're, I mean, athletes are, can you imagine if the situation was reversed? And I think LeBron had a point. What if Westbrook grabbed somebody's popcorn and threw it in their face? Yeah, it would literally be, that was an interesting point to me is it would literally be like national news. I mean, it is already a national story in the sports circles, but I mean, like imagine if, if Russell Westbrook or if Trey Young or any of these guys turn around and spit on one of the fans. The guy would be getting like kicked out of the, you know, you know, he'd be getting suspended like for an egregious amount of time. The, I mean, you'd have like network TV news stations picking up this story and a deeper dive into like, you know, the entitlement of athletes and all that sort of stuff. And this is, um, you know, <laughs> I have no idea what it's like to be in the NBA. Believe it or not, any of those of you guys ever see me shoot the jumper. Uh, but, you know, it's it's just these guys got to feel already like, um, I mean, like I get to experience it secondhand sometimes hanging out with you, how many people feel like, it's your responsibility when they come up to to take a picture or those sorts of things, which you're mm-hmm. very good with. And most, I think probably a lot of these guys understand that it comes with the territory. But then on top of that, like that whole fishbowl sort of situation. And now, you know, people just feel like they can, you know, do whatever they want without any, any recourse. Um, I couldn't imagine being in that situation. Uh, I would, I would lose my shit. Yeah. So, you know, you guys know, um, I was part of, when I was in college, one of the most, I would say, you know, I, if you weren't a UNC fan, you probably didn't like me. And so I had a lot of these interactions. I still do. And the difference, you know, me today versus when I was in college and the heat of the moment is I've matured a lot. And not every situation is handled appropriately by all athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're humans. We make mistakes. You're catching us at a very vulnerable state. Um, losing a game or, you know, in Westbrook's case, they're just getting blasted by the... Um, and he's hurt. Yeah, and he's, he's hurt. He's frustrated for that, too. And one of the most competitive athletes, um, I would say, uh, in our generation. And, you know, this guy is an emotionally wired person. Mm-hmm. And so when you do something like that at that state, that's probably not the best thing to do to Wessel Westbrook. And I have, I've had a few interactions with uh, Russell off the court, he is one of the nicest humans I've been around. And, you know, on the court, he is as competitive as it comes. He he works his tail off and he approaches the game from like an athlete perspective in the right tone. Like he plays a hundred percent every single second. Mm-hmm. And it's just not work. Like his team's just not better than Philly. And yeah. so they're getting blasted and He's upset, and you throw somebody, you throw something at somebody like that. It's hard just to shake it off in that moment. Yeah. And if you were to catch him off the court where he's wired, he's not as wired, he's kind of calm. I, th- I think it'd be a different situation, but I don't think any fan uh, off that, off the court's going to do that to uh, Russell. I mean, Russell is a big guy. I mean, he's not, let's not. Let's not get this out of context. Russell would would be an issue for any any fan. <laughs> and we saw this in football. Mm-hmm. What was it, Pac-Man Jones, who's had some instances yep. uh, off the field yep. in the Atlanta airport. Um, some dude came up to him. Oh, yeah. And approached him and said something. And he squared up with him and knocked his ass out. Yeah. And I'm just like, why? Okay, you know Pac-Man's like a loose cannon. He's a football player, <laughs> and he's had some issues. Why would you mess with him? You think you're going to win? Yeah, I mean, come on. Like, I don't know. I, I think that's probably the best thing that's coming out of this is is the players are basically getting a chance to sort of defend themselves in a way, and everybody's on their side for once, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I mean, you – are an idiot. Like if, if if someone spits on like Trey Young and he turns around and just runs up into the stands and it's another malice at the palace, I think the conversation at this point would be, hey, guy got what is coming to him. I hope he, you know, I hope he got some swings in. But nonetheless, I mean, it's one thing for I mean and and, and Kyrie, who I don't really like, um, and and but a lot of these guys uh, for fantasy reasons, and because he went to Duke, and because man, come on, dude, the Earth is not flat here. Um, but but you know he has been a, a you know pretty outspoken about some of the racist things that get said, and that's unacceptable, you know, of course. But you can't go on camera and catch the guy that said something, right? That's always it's like such a it's such a 
bullshit thing that happens and it really, really sucks because you can never catch the culprit, really, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they can always say, oh, even if you do, you say, oh, I didn't say that, you know, and, and, and which is, again, is, is BS. But, but when, you know, you got people throwing things, there's no like denying it, right? And then these guys can come out and, and, um, you know, and when they retaliate now, there's no questions to ask. There's no, oh, maybe he didn't say it or, oh, this or, oh, that or you said something first or any of that. Like, there's just no, um, I don't know, man. There's just no place for it. It's yeah, ridiculous. It's, there's no place for it. Uh, the entitlement is crazy. And, you know, I would guess, you know, athletes, I mean, athletes, celebrities, when you see them in a public, so they have no obligation to take a picture. They have no obligation to talk to you. I mean, they could be a cold-blooded asshole if they wanted to. And a lot of these guys aren't. Uh, I'm not. Um, I'll tell you about a, a recent interaction I had when I was at a Canes game. Yeah. And this was game one. Me and old Sleep Dog were pulling for the Canes and pulled them through. And uh, we got the dub. But I went to the bathroom and I really had to go. I, it was number one. So it was going to be in and out situation. And... <laughs> I was, you know, fast stepping um, <laughs> because, you know, I sat there and I was into the game and I was like, oh, I'll wait a little bit longer. And now it's like, go to the bathroom. And so some guy heard my name, looked around, didn't see him. Somebody else said, Tyler. And so he comes up running behind me, taps me on his shoulder. He's like, hey, I'm a big fan. Let me take a picture with you. Let me take you. I was like, okay, come on. Let's take a pic real quick. Pulls out his camera, records a video, and then he starts talking about Wolfpack. And I was like, and I stopped him. I said, don't be disrespectful like that. And he's like, what, dude? I'm a UNC fan. And I said, no, you know that's disrespectful. And I was like, I'll take a picture he with you. He said he was a state fan, right? I, he Not said, a UNC he fan. He said he was a UNC oh. fan <laughs> after that. After I said, why are you doing that? Why would you be disrespectful? I don't have to do this. And uh, I actually said, why are you being fucking disrespectful? And then he stopped and he was like, dude, I'm a UNC fan too. I'm like, no, you're not. Yeah. Don't, don't say that. Now and, you're scared. So you want to backtrack your story. Like, like we're just talking yeah, about when people say racist like, shit. I didn't have to do that. I was being nice to you yeah. and I don't have to take a picture with you. So be respectful to me. And so the next day I, I get a DM and say, Hey dude, you cuss me out. Stay a little classier than that. Yeah. And I was just like, so you think I was in the wrong for that situation? And I was just like, I could have been a cold-blooded asshole. Like, no, I ain't taking a picture with you. I got to go piss. <laughs> but no, I held it in. Yeah. I took a picture with you. Then he started talking shit to me. And uh, that was just a, you know, I can't imagine what, you know, these super superstars get. Gosh. And, you know, I think Kyrie is an oddball. And yeah, I think he's just quirky. He's, 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 he's odd, but he's his own person. Yeah. And Highly intelligent. Yeah. It works for him. Yep. And he has no problem with that. I have no problem with that. And who am I to say somebody's odd, first of all? And, but I will say the Duke can hoop. Okay. And he's one of the best, you know, PGs in the game. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to debate that, but, um, as odd as he is and he's fun to watch. And as much as we don't like the fact that he went to Duke, he doesn't deserve to get a water bottle or whatever was thrown at him. Yeah. That there's no business for that. And that's the thing, right? So you're going to have issues with people in Boston they're going to have a Kyrie because they really don't like him right mm-hmm. but the way I look at it is like man I really don't like Duke there are literally like five players I could count that I like will even say like I kind of like that guy even though he went to Duke like of all time I hate Duke when I see them I hate their players I hate their team I hate their colors I hate their fans I hate their co- I hate them all right like when we play them I literally like it's an issue. Like I need help. Right. And I think a lot of UNC fans can relate to that. And I see a lot of calls go wrong. I see a lot of times the Shashevsky's bitching at the referees and it like, it only infuriates me worse. And I mention all this to say, because as, as heated as I've been two times, at least a year for the last 20 years while watching these games, never in a billion years, could I ever imagine like crossing some line and throwing something at somebody on the court or even yelling something that like other people would hear that is inappropriate. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, I might drop an F bomb or something. And like, even sometimes when we do that it, out loud at a game, you kind of lose yourself for a second. Like, oh, there's kids around. Like, you know, you kind of chill out and you feel like, I, I don't know. It's weird. Like you have that sort of moral compass that immediately like pulls you back in, in line. I just don't understand what's going through somebody. Say. I mean, maybe you're just hammered. Just wasted in there. But it didn't look like this guy was. These other guys, I mean, make, if you are, if that's the quote-unquote excuse, then you got, you got 
other issues, right? You need help on a number of fronts. I just, I just couldn't imagine um, doing something like that. So anyway, I mean, and it sucks because we're talking about this instead of like, you know, the playoffs are really like, there's a lot of really intriguing series going on right now. I mean, you got, you know, Philly looks really good. And I think that's a bigger story, you know, uh, a broader story because, you know, can they finally get, get over the hump? The Nets look unstoppable, right? So those, those two teams look pretty destined to play each other in the, in the conference finals, but then you got the Bucks that look pretty good too. So like one of those three, two of the, one of those three is going to come out of the East, obviously, uh, not the Knicks, unfortunately, which was one of my, my picks, but you know, it's just, it just really sucks that it seems to have happened, you know, three times he's like all these people have been at home all this time now all of a sudden dude you let them back in the stadium and they start just acting like dipshits like mm-hmm. get it together christ i mean we're all wound up i mean in the house for a year and covid is on the decline and we see like our teams in the playoffs ready to go and you know we knew this covid ends it's going to be interesting to see what happens and how people react uh once they're ready to go and i'm excited about the ending of COVID. I'm excited to get back out there. I'm excited about no mask, getting in the club, whatever, bar, just not even having to worry about it. So, Dude, no mask at the Canes game last night. Didn't realize that. Also, uh, no Sleephawk Worldwide at the Canes game last night. Sleephawk Worldwide uh, is 3-0 and when in attendance. Canes are 3-0, and I should say, when Sleephawk Worldwide's in attendance. They're 1-4 when we're not. Of course, one win came on the road. Uh, three of those losses came on the road in Nashville. No, maybe nope. I'm wrong about that. No, nope. they they lost two because they lost Nashville. two in Nashville. Yeah, they lost so- one last night, so they're one and three. One and three when Sleep Hawk Worldwide is not there. Um, of course we <laughs> ain't making the trek to Nashville, and and damn sure ain't making the trek to Tampa. Uh, um, never say never, but not looking not looking likely. Anyway, they're we, three and zero oh when we're there. They're three and zero oh when we're there. You're damn right yeah. they are. And last night we weren't there and they lost. And so we really kind of probably owe the Canes an apology. They were it, they uh, up the attendance. It had been twelve thousand PNC where they play seats eighteen. Last night they upped it to fifteen. So they added three thousand more people and everybody took their masks off. And I thought, dude, I if I had known that, did I'd have been uh, there. Governor Cooper ring the bell for that one? Uh, he didn't. I don't know. I, that's a good question. <laughs> if anybody went there, who rung the siren if, last if there's night? Ever like Clay a time, Aiken? Is there ever a time for Governor Cooper to get back into the building, ring the bell in Raleigh? I think that might be the best time when he lifts the mask mandate. Oh, yeah. If not, I just don't think it's a place. Gosh, for him. and with future in the background while he cranks the horn, you know, <laughs> mask off. Um, that would be. Epic. Um, the Canes, dude, did you watch the game at all? I know you were traveling. I watched a little bit, and uh, man, Tampa's Tampa's really good. They're good. Their goalie is very good. They're gr- the goalie is great because I thought we out I, – I don't know. I thought Tampa played great, and again, we talked about this last episode. I know jack shit about hockey, so when I say they played great, I have no idea. So you know, like, like, they look great. Yeah, I mean, sh- uniforms, colors, they really match. Uh, you know, they skate real fast, and they all – you know, make shots. So, but I felt like we could not, I mean, we had so many chances around the net and we could not get past our goalie. And I mean, like we had great shots, we had good looks, we had, you know, I I thought we played well and could have won five to one. Uh, and then we, you know, but we ended up, you know, not. So, uh, I don't know. That's about as much as I can break it down. Next game two tomorrow. Um, I'll be there. Hell or high water. I will, uh, I'll be there with my mask off. I'll be traveling. So if they lose tomorrow, um, mm. yeah. If they lose tomorrow, you can, that shit might sail, you know, because, uh, because yeah, Tampa's pretty good. Got a little uh, mascot here, Finley. The dog is uh, really just getting all in our grill here. Smells like the Great Depression. <laughs> Go lay down. I can't imagine that Florida has many restrictions. And I would say Tampa's a very tough place to play. Yeah, those guys are nuts. Yeah, um, they're and- good too. They, Tampa is very, very good, and this is going to be a tough series. And but you know we're pulling for the Canes. Duh. Yeah. So we're all in. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, and um, you know hockey is a hell of a lot more unpredictable than uh, than basketball. The NBA kind of know when the team is more talented, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the Canes. Yeah, they. Uh... I think they'll bounce back tomorrow. I mean, they like I said, they played fine. It wasn't like they just didn't. I thought they played better last night than they did when I saw any of the three games we were at when they when they uh, when they beat Nashville. But 
you know, sometimes the uh, the puck doesn't bounce your way, I guess. Um, so we'll see, and we'll, we'll obviously stay abreast there. But one of the other teams not playing that great, but that just made it into – I want to mention this real quick, is UNC baseball. Uh, usually around this time, we're super used to going to the regionals, the super regionals, playing for the College World Series. Those guys I, – I was just curious because I saw the little selection show, and I'm like, huh, I wonder you know, I wonder who's coming to Chapel Hill to play um, – baseball and the answer is no one uh because we are three seed in the lubbock regional uh, against texas yeah lubbock texas Oof. it's like buttock but just spelled differently Ugh. uh and texas tech looks like a powerhouse uh ucla those are the one and two seeds respectively unc comes in at three seed. i didn't realize we had lost 25 games in baseball this year by the way i am like a huge unc baseball fan my first like um in 2005, I w- when I wrote for the Daily Tar Heel, which if you follow the pod, you kind of follow that whole story. But I actually went to Omaha the year when we were – I mean, we were the best team, in my opinion, we still ever had. Um, you know, we came really close to winning the College World Series. So, like, I'm, I'm big into college baseball, admittedly at this point, only when, when, the, when the postseason starts. But you never know. That's the one good thing about baseball is you just don't know, especially in college. I mean, basically, it's a double elimination tournament. So – our first game is against UCLA. If you win that one, you basically you, you gotta you're gonna have to play uh, you're gonna have to play Texas Tech next, and uh, they're pretty damn good. But shout out to the Heels, uh, you know, not not such a, not such a great season by the record, but we are obviously you know pulling hard for those guys. Yeah, I'm always pulling for the Heels, uh, whether it be whatever sport. The baseball team traditionally has had. Uh, a lot of good players, um, a lot of good pitchers and different players. Uh, what's his name? I think it was Dustin Ackley. Dustin Ackley. When we were in school, he was like the number second pick. We've had a lot of good pitchers. Uh, Alex White um, played, in, played in the majors for a little bit. Then uh, Matt Harvey. Um, Andrew Miller, Daniel Bard. You got – I mean, there's the a Dark bunch Knight, of guys. Matt Harvey. Yeah. Uh, I mean – what yeah. a legend. Yeah. Wow. Um, what a guy. Yeah. What a guy. You can't win them all. Um <laughs> So yeah. Anyway, good luck to the heels. We'll be paying attention, and as the as that series goes, we will we will definitely let you know, uh, you know, and and give our two cents if anything great happens there. Um, kind of back to the playoffs, I think is a natural progression. What do you think so far? You picked the Nets. I'm sorry. Yeah, you picked the Nets and the Clippers, and mm-hmm. then you tried to say you didn't pick the Clippers. Now the pit Clippers are winning again, and you know you picked the Clippers again. I did pick the Clippers. Now <laughs> I remembered. I remember the t- saying that. <laughs> and uh, and I've got, of course, the Knicks and the Lakers uh, stock plummeting there, uh, especially for the Knicks, who just look dunzo. Uh, they just they just are. I've tried. I've watched a lot of NBA the past few days, which you know, most of the time I come with my opinion and just really no facts to back it up. Um, but I have been watching a lot of it, and the Knicks just look just sort of outgunned right now. I think they're they're, you know, I don't know if if Derrick Rose is just ain't, dude. I tell you what, I do know is R.J. Barrett. Like, where is that guy? I mean, he is playing like shit, and um. And actually, I would say R.J. Barrett is one of those guys that like almost makes my five list of Duke players that I'm like okay with. Um, but yeah, he is not playing well. Uh, they're they're like doubling down on Julius Randle, making making everybody else beat him, and they just they just can't. Yeah, Knicks are really struggling. Um, yeah, Julius Randle had a hell of a year. He's not right. He's he's not carrying that over into the playoffs. That happens. Team scouts you very you know very hard and. You know they know your uh, they know your moves, so you got to mix it up. And uh, the Knicks is just a whole are just struggling. Mm-hmm. And actually, the Hawks are really are a really good team, yeah. and they have a lot of talent outside of Trey Young. They're very talented as well. Um, I th- what's his name? Clint uh, Capella? No, Bagdanovich. Oh, Bogdanovich, Yeah, yeah, he is very good. Yeah, um, <clears throat> they have more talent outside of Trey Young, Capella. And uh, some other players. I mean, that Bagdanovich kid is—he's very good. He would—he would start on about every team in the league. Uh, yeah, they have a lot of young talent, and the Hawks have been a nice little surprise. Uh, and the one thing I do like about the Hawks and Knicks series is Trey Young is backing up his shit talking. Yes, he is. He's earned a lot of respect for me. I wasn't a big Trey Young fan me either, but come the playoffs, remember what we talked about it. You better back your shit up once you talk it, and he has. So give him all the respect he deserves. Uh, that is absolutely crazy. And when you look at the East versus the West this year, 
Okay, traditionally, we're talking about the West being very strong. The East is a stronger side. Okay, the East has, you know, they have three can. I mean, three contenders. You have the Nets, you have Philly, and you have the Bucks. Okay, so the interesting part to me is who's going to come out of the East. In my opinion, uh, I think it's going to be the Nets. I think James Harden, I think Kyrie, and um, KD are just too much. James Harden is one of the best uh, offensive players to ever play the game. And I know a lot of our followers aren't big NBA people, but uh, I will say um, th- these playoffs are very good. And the East is going to heat up. And we have a lot of drama on the West. Chris Paul, shoulder injury. Uh, I'm not sure what he did, but he has not played. Uh, you can obviously tell he's hurt. Mm-hmm. Um and I think is the series two. It's two two because they they look good yesterday and I, the they big did. the big storyline. I know again you were traveling. AD goes down, strain his groin, out the second half. The Lakers look like look like Cleveland back when everybody used to just give the ball to LeBron and just ask what the hell to do. I mean they look terrible after after AD went down. Um, LeBron was the only guy on the court that seemed like he had a clue uh, of how to play basketball. Uh, it was, it was, and and you got to wonder, um, you know, they'll regroup, right? They're on the road, but, uh, you know, AD's day to day with a strained groin and like that type of injury. I mean, you don't have to be a basketball player. Like if you've ever done anything athletic and, and strained or pulled your groin, like, man, that's shit's going to hurt for weeks and it gets in your head. So like, even if you play through it, I would imagine, you know, you're opening the door to struggle a little bit and, you know. The the Lakers look like they were just gonna run away with the series, and all of a sudden, just like that, you know, they look like you know they might be in jeopardy here. Yeah. So here here we talk about AD. Now AD is one of the most injury prone players that I've I think I've ever seen in yeah. the NBA. I mean, he hasn't had like a catastrophic injury, and not that I'm aware of, but he seems like every game he falls down and gets hurt. Jeez. Yeah, I don't understand. So that's the other thing too that gets hyped up a lot. And it's funny you said that. You know, you talk about. Um, I don't know if you saw what Charles Barkley said the other day about yesterday about James Harden. He said he was one of the best one on one players, one on one players ever. I think. And and Shaq was was killing about which is you know it's a hey, look it's a fascinating argument. Um, and I mean. I'm not going to pretend to know. I'm not saying this. It's not the worst argument I've ever heard by any means. Um, Statistically, I mean, he is. I dude, mean, I mean, that that step back jumper is insane. Yeah, I mean. And he just you, fucking drills it. You can't knock a player for the change in the game or the change of the times. I, I came, I mean, he was my draft class. And the league has changed a little bit and it's kind of helped his style. But before that, I mean, he was still killing when it was physical, when when uh, the league was just starting to first change into this finesse and NBA three-point shooting uh, league. But, um, yeah, he is offensively, he's as gifted as they come, in my opinion. I mean, it's hard to make that argument. Yeah, he's uh, – and, and, dude, and it's like – those guys are just insane. Those three guys scored 104 points in the last game. Three guys, 104 points. Just forget it. You're not going to beat – no one's going to beat them if they keep doing that. Um, the one other thing that was interesting was I think Shaq was talking about something and how they had like a poor – some sort of poor defensive stat. Uh and he compared them to the Lakers when they had Shaq and Kobe and apparently also had a really shitty defense because he just outscored everybody. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, the, the the Nets are a team that can give up 120, 125 points a game and still win. So, I mean, they're not going to win every single game like that, right? But I think the odds are in a seven-game series they're going to win more of those than they're going to lose because those guys can just shoot the lights out from anywhere on the court. Like they can drive to the basket, they can kick the ball out. They they're just three dimensional players. Um, and they're like, I don't know, man. They're all in their prime. So and and playing like it too. So you think if AD is out, do you think the Lakers can win? Mm, see, so here's the tied two two going into Phoenix. Yes, I think they can beat. I think they can beat Phoenix. I don't think they can win the championship anymore. And I don't think. Here's the thing. Here, here, here's why I don't think. Because I'm a LeBron guy. I mean, any of those listening to this thing know this. And here, here's the thing. Like, if LeBron were by him, could LeBron win without AD if he played the entire season with these this group of players? I think so. I think there's a chance. I'm not saying they will win like, you know, 
but what I'm what I'm saying is is like these other role players are now accustomed to having LeBron and AD. And so it's not LeBron can, do I think that LeBron can't win by himself? Dude, that argument is so stupid. Like this guy's proven time and time again, he can win with nothing. But the problem is, is when you, when you lose, when you have something and you lose it, I think you're playing with less than nothing at that point because of the mental toll mm-hmm. it takes on the lesser players on the team. So AD was out for about 20 games. Yeah. LeBron was also hurt. He was out for like 25. Yeah. And so when I think about it, I think LeBron's getting a touch too old. And we, I mean, as as gifted as he is, as athletically, um, as much as he does athletically and as how gifted he is, he is Father time catches up with you. Do I think he could have done this five years ago, four years ago? Absolutely. You take AD off this, I'm telling you, the Phoenix Suns are going to win this series. Uh, CP, if he is healthy and he plays anything like he did uh, last game, I think the I think the Suns take this this series. Um, I think it's going to be a challenge, even if AD does play. AD first game only had 12 points. Yeah, obviously something is working for the Suns where they can guard AD better than other people. And I think how a lot has to do with it is uh, DeAndre Alton. Um, the dude, big DeAndre Ayton is having DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, I think Ayton. I think Ayton. Ayton is Aiden, yeah. Ayton is playing. I think you know out of I, his mind. Yeah, he's. I think he's excellent. playing out of his mind, and I think he creates uh, a shot blocker, mm-hmm. rim protector that the league has gotten away from. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think he's done everything, and people aren't talking about that. But historically, you look back, where does LeBron struggle? He struggles with rim protectors and be physical, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think I think uh, Aiden pr- provides that form and. He's uh, this Suns team is very good. They have pieces. CP um, is playing unbelievable. So this is going to be one to watch. And obviously the Clippers. Now this is a unique series. The Clippers just won two games at Dallas. Mm -hmm. Dallas just beat them two games in LA before they went to Dallas. Yeah. So that's an interesting series. Neither team has won at home, and they go back to LA for Game Five. That's going to be a pivotal game. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, that that is a is a great storyline. The interesting thing about Phoenix is like I think there's so much that comes out of this. If they wind up beating um if they wind up beating the Lakers, I think it does a lot mentally for them because I you know, what it means is that when they started off started off, I mean, before the game yesterday, they were going to lose that series. I mean, I think you any you could ask anybody, and they said this this is essentially over. And then everything just sort of turned on a dime. And I think if Phoenix goes in and and, and can come out into the you know out of the first round, and then of course you got you got to get Chris Paul healthy. And I think you know he had his best game of the series yesterday. But they come out, they win, and now all of a sudden they've sort of slain the beast, and 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 they're the you know one of the top two seeds in the West already. They've got great players and their great players are playing great. That could be a really interesting story, you know, because the playoffs is, I think has a lot to do with just, uh, just getting hot at the right time sometimes. And, and uh, you see teams like the Knicks that peaked early. You see teams like Phoenix that seem to be rounding into form LA, the Clippers seem to be rounding into form, you know, after they didn't look so great, uh, you know, and obviously the three teams you mentioned in the East are, are well into form. Shaz will just ask us, uh, buddy of mine, when has LeBron won by himself? Oh boy! When Kevin Love and Kyrie got hurt, I think he led the team to the finals. Yeah, and then when he left the next year, they had the worst team in the history of the NBA. Maybe when he yeah, went to, he's, when uh, he went to uh, Miami. <laughs> and the first year when he took the he didn't win the title. No, no, no. He went back to Cleveland after, and then Kevin Love went there, and then when they went to the finals in Cleveland. He, um, I think they lost, right? I think Kevin Love and Kyrie were hurt. He took them to the finals, uh, I think, one year. I'm not sure. But he is definitely, he is definitely well, one by himself. But we're not saying he hasn't built a super team. Sure, yeah. I mean, he's, I'm not, I'll be the last person to say he's just always won by himself. But here's my thing. is like that first year that he took them to, to the finals and uh, in Cleveland. Which, granted, this is like 15 years ago now. Um but he scores what thirty six of the last thirty seven points in Game Seven against uh, what is it the Pistons? Maybe that was to go to the. I think that was to go to the finals. Anyway, you know, I can't remember 
you know, I could sit here and, and look up the specifics and make my case, but, um, you know, and then he goes to, to the heat and obviously he's got Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosch. I will argue all day long that, you know, there's a lot of other teams that had a lot of better players. I used to argue, and this is, this is, this is, there was fallacy in this argument, but I used to argue that one key piece that like Jordan and Kobe had was Phil Jackson and that LeBron never had a good coach, but I think Eric Spolstra, uh, has proven himself to be a really good coach. Now, a great coach, I don't know. Uh, and then Frank Vogel's a good coach. But, you know, I think LeBron makes a, a lot of – dude, you don't go to the finals, what, eight years in a row, nine years in a row? I mean, unless you're just better than everybody else. Yeah, and, you know, he brings up a great point. Dirk Nowinski winning dude, that's the year a, they, that's won a it, great they won call. it by himself. Um, that is a great, great example. Yeah. There's been some really, really good like standalone players, and um, you know I think that uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other. Um, you know, it's weird because some of the teams like like this year's Brooklyn team, LeBron with the Heat, and and, and even LeBron when dude the the, the time that, that 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 Love and and Kyrie were healthy. I mean, Kyrie was an animal in the in the finals. The year that two of the three years that that the the Lakers were in the three peat. Dude, people don't even realize it's crazy that like Shaq had like 38 and 15 one one finals. And then like one of the other finals had like 20 and 15 or 30 and 15 or something nuts. Right. And they had, of course, Phil Jackson and all this sort of stuff. But like a team like the Spurs had like more decent players, right? So they you either have to like load on the superstars, it seems like, or you gotta have like a lot of above average players. But uh very few teams, that dirt call is a really good one. Yeah, I can't really think of do you think there'll be a good enough player to take a team with you know let's say maybe one other all-star to the finals and win it or do you think now the league has become you've got to have a you know multiple mega stars to contend I think you have to right now I mean I just I do think that if if because so many other teams have it like dude nobody's going to beat the Nets or Philly and I mean you know, even even the Lakers, I think you'd be crazy to pick them to win right now. Because even if LeBron, even if AD is healthy, because they got LeBron and AD, and then who else? I mean, they've got some good pieces, but you got a team like even like Philadelphia that's got Embiid, they got Ben Simmons, they got um, even a guy like Tobias Harris. Man, like he's a good player. He's getting paid, yeah. guys. He's getting paid like a megastar. And, and then they've got like Danny Green and all these other. Well, does Philly still is is Danny still with Philly? Danny's with Philly. Yeah, yeah. So they got a lot of like really really good pieces. And Brooklyn has like Joe Harris, like guys like that. Besides three of like the top, probably DeAndre five, Jordan six, seven, too. yeah. Um, you in any in a vacuum, you could beat those guys, but um, yeah. I just think when when so many teams have that mentality now. I mean, you look at the Clippers, you look at the Lakers, you look at the Nets, you look at. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's some others that are just evading me right now, but that's that's really the mentality. There's three or four teams that have two superstars. You just gotta you gotta you gotta. You got to have superstars to beat them. Yeah, and I agree with that. And that's why, you know, small markets in the NBA are so important, like the draft, mm -hmm. drafting right, drafting prospects. I think that's why it's so important because uh, these small markets, you know, you see Giannis, and there's no way Giannis is going to Milwaukee for in free agency. That was a great pick. Mm -hmm. That was a, I mean, whoever drafted him needs to be hired as owner. Um, just, yeah, hand him the team because. Once you do, once you get that mega star, that became that makes Milwaukee more attractive. Mm -hmm. uh, now Milwaukee, they have uh, Drew Holiday, mm -hmm. um, they have Giannis, they have Middleton. Middleton's a great player, yeah, and they have size and um, Lopez. Mm -hmm. um, I think they even have PJ Tucker, who's actually turned out yep. to be a very good defender and very solid role player. And it just seems like they have the pieces to be a contender too. Mm -hmm. As whereas like the West, you know, contenders in the West, I see the Suns. They have a nice, good, up-and-coming young yeah. core mixed with CP. Obviously, LeBron, AD, that squad. And then you start looking at like Utah, Mitchell, yep. Gobert, mm -hmm. some nice pieces surrounded, Clarkson, sixth man of the year. Yep. Um, and then you have like Portland, Denver. Denver – Denver would have been a good choice, but one of their key players got hurt. I can't think of his name, but he's out with an ACL. And Portland, uh, Lillard, 
And then you got McCollum and Mello's a little past his prime, but he's solid. And, you know, they just they just quite never really put the pieces for them to really make a run. But well, yeah, it really helps you differentiate who's a who's a good player from a great one. And and there's a lot of these names that you're saying are, are great players, you know, in the context of you know, history, but as it stands right now, there are like some, some superstars. And and the biggest thing that's really interesting to me, you got a lot of people talking about, even here in the comments about, you know, how that kind of will ruin, has ruined the league a little bit. And look, there's, there's definitely an argument to be made about the super team on, on both sides. Right. But here's the thing I think, and you look at the Lakers right now, you know, they've invested all this money in 80. Granted, they won the championship in the bubble, right? And I think they were really good that year. I think they would have won even if if all things were considered, or at least they would have been the favorite to do so. But you really, really run a risk if one of those guys gets hurt. And and from a business standpoint, think about that. Like now you're paying AD. God only knows how much I can yeah, I have no idea how much money this guy makes, probably $30 million a year. And then he goes down and the season's over. You know, and because there's other teams that are going to eat your lunch if one of those pieces is missing. You know, the Nets all year looked like shit because Durant was out, you know, and then Kyrie missed some time. And if those guys were still hurt, we're not having the same conversation we're having right now, right? Because mm-hmm. those guys are done. So, so even though, um, it's definitely a formula to, to give you a good chance. And, and and interestingly enough, this is an argument that guy like really drawn out in our fantasy basketball league this year. Just because you have these superstars doesn't guarantee anything. Look at look at the look at the Warriors. You know, Clay Thompson goes down. Hey, that that game's over, right? And um and you just don't know with those sorts of things. So so you are taking a huge. You're you're assuming that everybody's going to stay healthy, and you're taking a huge gamble if they don't from a business standpoint, because you're spending all that money and your salary cap issues and all that sort of stuff prevents you. It's not like you can just put put AD on the IR all year and and go find somebody else. Like it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. So you know, and then when the playoffs come. You know, especially the way they stack the seasons up this year, and you're gonna see guys getting little tweaks and, and bumps and bruises, and uh, the way things look, somebody might get beat over the head with a car battery or something on the court and, and miss a couple games, and, and it could really sway the flip a whole series. Yeah, and you know, Sazel brings up a great point: is um, you know, when a team drafts, like I just said, you mm-hmm. know, Milwaukee, they're drafting their players. You know, it does make a difference, um, but they also signed KD. They signed KD, yeah. And so, uh, you know, drafting and building a team like that, that's that's very respectful in what the Mavs did. And, uh, you know, with Luka, we'll see. He's very young. Uh, we'll see if they can continue to have a good draft and surround him with the pieces he needs. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't see the Mavs beating the Clippers. And so it's going to be interesting playoffs and uh, – I'm looking forward. Already to Already is, yeah. yeah. So uh, tonight, to wrap it up for the for the playoff talk tonight, the Sixers are at the Warriors. The Sixers are nine point favorites on the road to close out a sweep uh, against the Wizards, not the Warriors. Sorry. And then uh, Jazz at Grizzlies at nine thirty. Utah leads that one two to one. That's an interesting series. That, you know that that we could be talking about that one next uh, potentially if the Grizzlies pull one off at home tonight, which, which wouldn't be crazy tomorrow night. You got Celtics at nets nets looking to close that one out. Blazers at nuggets and Lakers at suns. Both those series are, uh, are two, two. So those are, those are, um, big time rubber matches. Um, you know, what else feels like rubber dude, my legs. Cause I'm training for a five K and, uh, and so I know everybody sees the, uh, the peaceful lane spread here on, uh, that's watching here online. But if you don't, Peaceful Lane is a CBD brand that's new and is really launched recently. And uh, CBD is one of those things where, all right, so when I run, which, dude, I'm getting up there in age, I usually like have a really hard time running day after day after day after day mm-hmm. because I get super sore. And I'm not the best at stretching, but like I try a little bit, maybe for 30 seconds before I run, like, you know, no, but I, as I get older, I've got like the, the gun and the, you know, I got some bands and all this sort of stuff. I definitely try to, um, but like, I'm really running like a lot now. Um, yeah. and dude, this stuff is, I'm able to run day after day and I'm running, you know, several miles a day, I ran almost 40 miles last week. And, uh, dude, I think CBD has a lot to do with my lack of soreness. So I agree. And, you know, I'm like you, um, I'm climbing the ladder. Father time's getting me. And I put a lot of work in. I, no one works as hard as I do on the court and in the basketball and on the court and in the weight room. And so as you get a little older or, you know, 
CBD is one of those things where you start talking about like, what can I do to get an edge? What can I do to stop the aches at night? What can I do? And so I, I kind of laughed about it at first. Guys, I, I take a multivitamin, fish oil, and a bunch of other supplements. I'm always, you know, looking at things I can do. And one a buddy of mine, Wes Miller, very close, uh, you know, you guys know Walker Miller just graduated from UNC. Their family has a hemp farm in Summerfield, North Carolina, and they have their own uh, company um, – I think it's a family farm and they take the hemp from Summerfield and they bring it over to a lab in Roxboro, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And it's a pharmaceutical grade lab with a scientist who then extracts the CBD out of the hemp product and makes all these different little, you know, they have gummies, they have chocolates, and then they have topical creams. Mm -hmm. And when you get these aches and pains, you know, they have something, you know, what you, whatever you want to do. And so I'm like you, I had an ankle issue and, you know, my ankle swells up a little bit. I have some knee issues. So I just started rubbing it on there just to see if it would help. And the results have been amazing. And it's all pharmaceutical grade. This isn't the stuff you get at 7-Eleven. This is great stuff. They have a scientist doing all their stuff for them. And so actually we get a 20% discount if you go to Peaceful Lane. We'll put the uh, link up. Uh, whenever we, uh, we're done with the pod, we'll do a little post, just go to peaceful lane and you put in Tyler 20 and you get 20% off and you'll be supporting, um, you know, you'll, you'll be supporting the Miller family, but also you'll be supporting, you know, a quality product that works from North Carolina, pharmaceutical grade. So, you know, you're getting good stuff and, uh, just try it out. See if you like it. And, uh, See if you see any results. And also, if you're like me, you have an anxious time. Sometimes you drink a little too much caffeine mm -hmm. and you get a little excited or you get a little anxiety and you can't sleep at night. They have the chocolates for you. I like the chocolates too. Sleep has been a little bit of an issue in the past, but you just hammer one of those things. It's not going to send you to cloud nine. You're not going to go to Mars. It's just CBD. <laughs> you don't get high from it. Uh, you know, we all wish we could go there uh, every once in a while, but this isn't that type of product. It's uh, all the CBD research is coming out to proven to help you help with inflammation, helping you calm down. As athletes, you're built to like go at it, go at it. But no one talks about once you're off the court, off the field, you're done performing. What can I do to relax? And these are one of these quality products. Yeah, this stuff is farm to counter. So there's no synthetic stuff. Look, look, me and the Big Hawk, we joke about the, our uh, our uh, our picker over there. She, the Prez, may not uh, may not fit this category. But me and the Big Hawk don't smoke pot. Like this is not, you know, CBD has been one of those things that was, you know, taboo. I'm not against it, but I just don't. And, you know, it's been one of those things that for a long time seemed to be taboo. And I literally tried it, man. And I've been, I've been a runner for, you know, a really long time. And, uh, you know, the older you kind of get, sometimes it's really hard to, um, to get through on some of the, um, you know, to keep going, you know, day after day after day due to some of the, the stress it puts on your body. And uh, mm -hmm. all I can tell you is I've been using it. It works. Um, and, you know, like like Tyler said, uh, go to their website, use the code Tyler20, get 20% off, and mm -hmm. let us know. Yeah, uh, let us know what you think. Um, but uh, since you said you're running, yeah, um, and I'm not sure if Cam's still on the line. I uh, think we have him on hold, the line. Yeah. He's on hold. Do you think you'd smoke Cam? Dude. <laughs> And, a, and what, a 5K? Like 1K, 2K, I 5K. I destroy Cam in a 5K. I mean, this is, uh, dude, nothing would give me greater pleasure than a race Cam. I mean, farthest that guy's ever run is, well, I would say 10 yards, but that would be a first down. So probably nine yards. <laughs> and uh, yeah, CBD, no CBD. He, I tell you what, Cam would need every CBD product on this count every peaceful lane product available on the market cam would need to heal from the wounds of the destruction i would inflict upon him in any race whatsoever we would need counseling race. at the thing i mean i would i mean is it possible to run your 5k and then go right to the golf course or do you think that's too much punishment for cam that'd be too much punishment for cam i'd probably have to run to the finish line and go back and look for him be like a no child left behind uh, situation. Lap and, his ass. Yeah, I could lap him on a straight track. Um, yeah, no chance. I mean, just the dust. I mean, he'd be literally, wow. I mean, that would 
man, what a what a content that would be is a sleep dog versus Cam. Uh, Cam, you race. don't have it in you. Mm-mm. Okay, you Not say, you know, we're calling you out right here on the pod. Bring it. And um, we'll see what you got. You know, one thing I will say about runners, okay, they don't look – it's not like you look at a runner and you're like, you know, me, I'm big in statue. You know I put the work in the weight room. And I look at sleep and I'm like, oh, I'll smoke his ass. <laughs> sleep is fast. <laughs> sleep don't play. Hey, and sleep can run. Listen. And sleep can run for days. <laughs> <laughs> but, But when you go to these things, man – you can't run. I can't run nearly as fast as somebody. So listen, let me. The buck stops there. I'll whip Cam's ass. But you know, there's a there's a quite a few folks out there that can flat out fly. So they're, they're having a 5K next weekend in Raleigh. There are 600 people registered for this 5K. And usually, what they'll do with 5Ks where you got that many people is they'll run them off in waves. Because I mean, some people are just flat out just. So there's going to be people out there running under 15 minutes probably which is nuts. I mean, that's under a five-minute pace for 3.1 miles nonstop. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, have you guys ever seen a, an Olympic runner? The most absurd thing to me is like... I mean, there is no separation between like an Olympic distance runner than probably all of sport. Like, I mean, maybe you take a regular person and they try to hit a 98-mile-an-hour fastball. But if you take a regular person and run them around a track first, one of these Olympic, you know, two-milers, it is crazy how fast they are. I do think it would be really cool. And I've seen this. This is not an original idea. I saw it on a meme somewhere. But it would be really cool if you could always have like a, a, a regular Joe for reference. Right, like at a sporting event, like for the first two minutes of the game, like or you know some point in the basketball game, like imagine if I'm out there, right, and like it's just you just realize how bad you are, or like a you know it's say so if there's eight people running the 400 meter for the Olympics, like there should just be a ninth lane where a regular person runs. I um, would love that. That is the <laughs> best idea. So for every Olympic like track sport. You just pull some regular Joe out and just be like, all right, you're lane 10. You're the last. Don't even worry about it. Just okay? take off, buddy. When they, hit, just, when they shoot this gun, just, every, just bury it. Every sport. Think about this with pole vault. <laughs> just like get some guy that's never pole vaulted. Give him like a world-class pole vault. Put a helmet on. Like, all right, we're going to lower it about five feet for you and have at it. The hurdles. You have anybody ever stood next to a hurdle? I mean, this thing's coming to my chest, bro. Like, I mean, the hurdles are high. Like, a regular guy could not jump over the hurdle. The long jump would be hilarious. I mean, like, could you imagine running and not jumping far enough to make it in the sandbox? Holy shit, man. So, most people probably don't know, but my dad was a, the two-time Big 12 high jump champion. Oh, Mizzou. wow. And, and so, back in my days growing up, I was obligated to to run track. It wasn't no question. Like my dad's so prideful and I was the type of son, yeah, I want to learn how to high jump. So we'd go to track and the warm up would be a lap around the whole track. And I remember going out there and they're like, all right, take a lap. And you just take a lap. And I was, I was cooked, buddy. 400 meters will let you know how long a minute really lasts. I mean, 400 meters around a track. And what is amazing is Michael Johnson ran a 400 meters. I think he still has the world record, or is it Usain Bolt? 400 meter world record right now is uh, reigning world champion, world indoor record holder. Michael, no, that's not it. I got to. I think. I think the world record for the um, for the 400 is 39 seconds, but it is um, decidedly hard. 43 to find. seconds. What is a women's world record? The women's world record looks like is 49. Guys, it is there is yeah, 4303. Okay. What do you think you would run a lap around in? You think you could break a minute? At this stage in my life, damn, that's a great question. I really don't think so. I mean, do you realize that that is at that pace, 43 seconds, what is 43 seconds times? That is like a three and a half minute mile, which of course, you know, but dude, Michael Johnson, I remember when Michael Johnson ran, well, no, that was 99. I thought he did it in 96. Um, Dude, that is so fast. I think I ran, I think I broke a minute in high school, but dude, 
It literally, you get halfway around the track and you like don't realize how long a track is until you literally are like trying to breathe breaths that don't exist. Mm -hmm. Like you might as well be breathing in carbon dioxide. Guys, I want to also say one other thing. What is one odd Olympic sport that you really like? I think curling is going to be your oh, most I popular love, answer. I love curling. Yeah. I love, like, I would love to see a regular Joe come out there just and they have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> I think that's just what like, it is. It's all regular Joes. <laughs> it's all dudes that were just like live in Wisconsin and they can't do shit outside for 10 months out of the year. <laughs> so they just invited this. Yeah. So invented. you imagine like sleep rolling the, <laughs> the big ass tire. And I got like a a, a towel. boom from the Home Depot. Yeah, I got a towel. I'm just like scrubbing. All right, come on, come on, come on. Cleaning, cleaning the ice to, just to get a little bat. And then you put me back down, and I just like a it's oh, like a bowling man. ball. Just throw the tire. Boom. Yeah. I like. I do like uh, curling, but I also like ping pong. Dude, ping pong ping in the pong. Olympics is hard not to like. I mean, those people are insane. Um, they do, and the way they hold the paddle. It's just like, it's nuts. And there's, they have so, the one thing that I envy the most about ping pong as an Olympic sport is how much room they have to play, oh, right? Yeah. Every time you ever play ping pong and somebody, I dare somebody to try to correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm going to call you a liar right here on the podcast. If you've ever, if you've ever played a game of ping pong where at least one of your shots didn't get interrupted by like a microwave in somebody's garage, like you haven't lived. Because they have this huge ass space and there's nothing but a ping pong table in the middle and they can run all every which way. And like the only ping pong I'm familiar with is like there are obstacles beyond mm-hmm. the net that you have to account for. And everyone's got their own like garage ping pong table. It's just like <laughs> the net's just a little lower at one spot. And just like, you know, if you go to that side on the ping pong, it's just a little dent there. Yeah. It looks like somebody's been uh like a like a rat's been chewing on the edge of it, you know, and uh man, it's just been um yeah, dude, ping pong is a great one. The the fact checker was like, "Hey, we're gonna watch the Olympics." Pretty, I'm like, "Yeah, everybody watches the Olympics. Yeah. You're not like unique." Yeah, like I love to watch the Olympics. I can't wait for the Olympics. I love watching. I mean, I think what is your favorite though? What is your favorite Olympic sport? Ooh, man, I really like the track. Uh huh. Um, hopefully, we can bet on it. That would be great. That would. I be wonder great. if like. DraftKings or something's going to have some like where you can all just bet. If it's on. legal, they'll have it. And I do like for some weird reason I enjoy swimming. Like I remember when Phelps was in it, yeah. and then uh, what's the girl La- Lowndowski or whatever? And oh yeah, I don't know. She's yeah. like just destroying it. Um, it's amazing how long they can hold their breath underwater and start yeah. kicking, mm-hmm. and that is really cool. Well, um, and, the, and the like the butterfly stroke. Yeah. I'm like, what? I tried to do that before, and it's like, I almost drowned. Has has anybody gone to a pool and just swam? Hmm. Like, just just like try to swim a lap down and back as hard as you can. That's exhausting. Dude. Like, and the, the thing about swimming to me is like, it's only fun if somebody's great. Like, the bobsled thing used to be cool because of Cool Runnings. Anybody that's in the 90s, 80s, baby, like, not Cool Runnings was coming out in the 90s, right, when you were like, you know... Fact Checker's yeah. favorite movie. Yeah, good, great movie. Great movie. Um, John Candy, yeah. all time. All time, Dude, great. You can never watch a bad John Candy movie. No, can't. Movie. It doesn't want, because one that doesn't guy. exist. Yeah. Love that guy. R.I.P. Um, yeah, I think, for me, it's I, I definitely think it's the track. You know, it's a, it's the sprints, because those guys are like, that is just, like, Roman, like, Olympian athletes. Like, that. that was one that is just a measure of, and what's interesting is, like, I think sprinting is the one thing where with our own eyes, you can actually see human evolution Mm -hmm. because I get that people eat different and they train different and they have all these things that are different, but for all intents and purposes, it's just human beings getting faster. Um, and uh, yeah, the Olympics are coming up here soon. They're telling everybody not to go see them. Uh, <laughs> believe it or not, I'm luck. not uh, not going to be in an Olympic sport. Um, I like gymnastics. Gymnastics is great, especially because uh, you know there's just so many um, good American gymnasts. Yeah, and there's one other sport. It's not bobsledding, but it's like a little the sled. luge. The luge, yeah. the most dangerous Olympic sport out there. Lord of mercy! Basically, sledding about ninety miles an hour with a helmet on. Yeah, like that's I, gonna hurt. I love that. Mm. Um, yeah, there's some there's some weird stuff out there too. Like there's like the one where they're they're skiing. You know, and then they stop and shoot a gun. <laughs> it's like, okay, uh, this doesn't seem to make any sense, but 
whatever. Um, and there's like band, badminton and like volleyball. Volleyball used to be cool. Um, but yeah, dude, the Olympics, I guess, are coming up soon. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So, well, look, everybody, we have had one hell of an hour. We didn't even get to the Bachelorette. That starts on Monday. Uh, we're not sponsored by those guys yet, but we should be because we got the best bachelor <laughs> bachelorette covers in America. Um, there are some extraordinary job titles. Mm-hmm. The only one I'm just going to tease the bachelorette. There is one dude here, and his job title says zipper sales manager. Mm. Zipper sales manager. Um, I can't wait. So um, Monday night. We will probably, uh, it will probably have already happened. This is obviously next Monday night, the 7th. It will probably have already happened. So the next time you hear from us, get your ass ready because we are back in bachelor season. Yeah, I can't wait. Until Um, then, you know, Cam. Sorry, Cam. Stage has been set, buddy. Your call here. Your call now. Back back it up, Cam. All this, all this smack you talk. Sleep Dogs called you out. I tell you what, Cam. The you Big beat Hulk me. Called you, out. you beat me in a 5K. You come to Saturday. You beat me in a 5K. We'll let you on the podcast. We will actually get you through to the front of the line, get you off holding on the podcast, and you can tell everybody how you did it. Yep. Uh, absolutely. Until then, there's only one thing you need to do stay safe. Stay safe. Stay safe.